Welcome to Cups and Cakes presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded on October 8th, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm Jeff McCallum, and joining me today on Inside the Artist Studio is Calgary's Erin Jenkins, who is the driving force behind Crystal Eyes. The project began as she started to hone her skills as a musician and wanted to explore writing her own songs. A demo tape was well received from her peers, so she set out to start the project with the help of a couple of Calgary's most respected indie musicians. Matthew Blanchard, Samantha Savage-Smith, and Chris Dadge joined her to help create the band's dream pop sound. They certainly aren't the only musicians that have been a part of Crystallize, as the band is in constant flux, with member swaps being used by Erin to allow her to take shows or tour whenever she'd like. Taking some time from her busy schedule at Edmonton's Up Downtown Festival to join me today is Erin Jenkins. Welcome to Cups and Cakes. Thank you. Hello. So, first thing, is Crystallize a band or a solo project? Oh gosh, yeah, it's so hard to explain. It's kind of convoluted. It, and you know, it's it's a band because I would never just play solo. So, uh, and and I rely on everyone else uh, playing with me. So it is a band. It's just a band with a different model. Your latest release, The Female Imagination, has been out for a while now. I was hoping you could uh, give us some of the details surrounding the, you know, the recording and putting it out and all that stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, so I recorded it with Chris Dadge, um, who you mentioned, uh, who is a really prolific uh, musician in Calgary. He's the, the guy behind Lab Coast but also uh, plays with Chad Van Galen and uh, with Always as well. And uh, he is a lover of everything kind of vintage and kind of strange um, and kind of twee uh, and a little bit unpolished. That's kind of what he loves and kind of a little bit lo-fi. And so uh, we made the last record together and we made this one, this new one together too, uh, on a Tascam 388, mm-hmm. uh, basically in his basement, nice. <laughs> <laughs> his studio, which is really just the basement of his house uh, in Northwest Calgary. And yeah, so it's, uh, that's kind of the how we made it yeah chris is a really i mean amazing collaborator he's really got a big stamp on this record i would say because he's the kind of guy who he just has a lot of ideas and we you know we lay the 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 bass tracks down and then we kind of just play and Mm -hmm. put layers of things and you know he's the kind of guy like he'll just have like a box of tambourines and we'll go through the box and like try each one to find the right tambourine for that song. So it's like different tambourines on different songs. So, you know, he's that kind of a thinker. Yeah. Uh, and he's just got sort of a, a like playpen of just different instruments and, you know, s- strange 
things like kind of unconventional things like taking a he's just got a crappy banjo that we take a violin bow to and like play it and it sounds really sounds velvet undergroundy you know nice, like yeah. little toy pianos or little um I was just talking about uh, like a vintage synth that actually Monty from Preoccupations had just left in the basement. So <laughs> that made it onto the record too. So we kind of just, yeah, it's a really playful, like kind of experimental process. Um, and yeah, so Chris really has a big influence. So I, you know, I come in with the songs, but Chris kind of all like, so there's a lot of layers and textures happening um, that are a little like kind of maybe like subtly mixed in but mm -hmm. they really like that overall feeling like you would miss it if it wasn't there you know they're they're small you don't maybe notice it but if it was gone you know you, you would miss it i think so, yeah 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 um and uh yeah Sam samantha savage smith played some guitar on the record and also uh kenny murdoch who is from calgary he's in a band called outlaws of ravenhurst okay which i super recommend checking out they're like Dungeons and Dragons metal music. They're that they're amazing. Awesome. They're like a favorite <laughs> band, like a favorite live band in Calgary. They're they're pretty beloved. Um, and he's so he's a phenomenal guitar player. Call him Kenny the Edge. <laughs> his favorite guitar player is actually the Edge from U2. No. Yeah, I know, right? I know. At first, I was like pretty upset because I was like, I hate U2. But then you know what? He's actually kind of made me warm up and like the early U2 is actually really good and I, I like how Kenny plays guitar nice. it's, it's good so don't if you hate U2 please just still give us a chance <laughs> but yeah um, okay so you mentioned that you recorded it analog mm -hmm. I was wondering if that was your plan or you kind of made mention that maybe perhaps it was Chris's plan yeah well I mean it's it's what Chris does yeah. I, I think digital well actually for this record you know it's interesting because he's never he always has done everything analog including mixing mm -hmm. and I, a, mixing and analog is challenging definitely sure. yeah uh the, for the this record for the first time ever he actually ended up bouncing the uh, the tracks down and mixing it digitally. Okay. Which I think is what he will be doing from now on. Because he's like, wow, this just opened up a new world to me. It's actually a lot easier. Um, so I mean, it's 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 Chris, what Chris does, but also that's why I want to like part of my attraction to working with him because I know it's that an analog thing. So I know I'm not going to get a digital recording with Chris, but I don't, you know, I don't want that. I like the analog. You know, I'm I'm stealing his mind a bit for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. You did a cross-country tour in support of this album, and I was wondering if that's the first uh, sort of massive tour you've done as Crystal Eyes. It's the longest consecutive tour. Yeah. Um, it's not the further we've we've done coast to coast before, but more broken up. So we've done like Montreal to Halifax, mm -hmm. um, Calgary to Montreal, but we've never done this tour was Calgary to to Halifax and Charlottetown too. We actually played in Charlottetown. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah, which was actually amazingly great. We played two shows there. Sweet. Uh, and they were some of the best of the tour, surprisingly. But yeah, we just luckily had um, a friend that was that's from there. And so having that connection in, because uh, I think it could be a challenging place um, 
if you don't know the right but there is a scene there yeah. um which is uh, which is cool yeah and some some yeah some young uh, kids making some interesting kind of experimental stuff cool. so that's cool to see um yeah but that was so that's the longest tour that i've ever done or crystallize has ever done yeah um yeah it was about a month that we were on the road so for things like tours and recording you as we mentioned in the at the top of the show you kind of have a rotating group of band members is that kind of mm-hmm. still the way crystallize is modeled mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah. so i wanted mm-hmm. to know what are the pros and cons to modeling your band this way yeah totally um yeah there's lots of both for sure like the 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 pros are the flexibility of it um part of the reason i kind of went to this model in the first place was just the challenge of like other bands I'd been in never seeming to last more than a year or two because people's lives went in different directions Mm -hmm. and without every single person being on board there was no band and so the idea behind this was I didn't want to do that anymore I wanted something where as long as I wanted to like the only person I had to rely on was me mm-hmm. as long as I wanted to do it then it was going to be a thing so that's you know that's the major pro right I have that flexibility um and the other pro I would say is the freshness of the different ideas that get brought in I mean it's definitely not a kind of the kind of situation where I'm like you know, this is the part that you play. It just, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's open to interpretation. So the fun thing I think about seeing Chris, you know, coming to a crystallized show is honestly, you might probably see a really different show <laughs> depending on, on who's playing that night. And I, but I like it. Like I, you know, luckily I'm fortunate because I've been doing music for a while. I know a lot of amazing musicians yeah. uh, who are kind enough to lend their talents and their time. And so, uh, everybody kind of brings a different like feeling and a different perspective, um, and that's really fun for me. Yeah. As as a songwriter, and I think it's I think it's fun for the live show because it's it's not stale. Definitely. Um. So that those are those are kind of the major pros. The cons would be, I guess, mostly just having to teach different people the set all the time. Like it can, yeah, it can. Sometimes it feels like you want to be working on new stuff or moving forward and you kind of feel like you have, you end up having to kind of repeat a lot of stuff um, because you need to take that time to like give people a chance to, to get their feet yeah. in, into the music. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's hard. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I guess also because it is my project, I, I'm responsible, like I'm sort of solely responsible. So sometimes that feels like a lot of pressure because I want to make sure that, you know, if you're playing in crystallized, you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I feel that pressure and, um, I, you know, I can't make people do like, if it was more of a band situation, I, it, it could, you can more divvy up all the tasks because, Unfortunately, I mean, the reality of being in a band is as much as I would love it to just be about playing music, it's yeah. really there's so much other stuff that you have to do that's kind of a kind of not really fun, like mm-hmm. administrative type stuff that just has to happen. Uh, so I had to do all of it, and so it's a lot for sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's those are kind of the cons, yeah. I guess. Um, but they they balance. Uh, it's it's worth it. it. Overall, it's good. Nice, yeah. nice. 
Part of your band sometimes includes Chris Dadge and Samantha Savage-Smith, who we've already spoken about. I was curious how you got these two sort of heavy hitters in Calgary's music scene to come on board and play with you. Yeah, well, Chris, uh, I've just known for a long time, and we just have been friends for a long time. Um, so, and then you know, Chris and Sam are, are partners in life mm-hmm. and in music. So um, that was how originally we got Sam playing. Um, she has, I mean, she isn't really playing guitar anymore. And Chris, and Chris did also play in the band too, uh, like. And both of them played in the band for a period, but at this point, they're not really playing live. They're really just on the record. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, they're they have pretty busy schedules, as you mentioned. They're pretty yeah. in-demand people. Um, so, in terms of them actually having time to play live, not mm-hmm. so much. But Chris and I, I mean, we're already plotting the next record. So right on. Um, so yeah. you go back to the same sort of lineup that for recording. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's still, yeah, still remains to be seen. Right on. So because my focus is on Western Canada, I was wondering what you feel are some of the pros and cons of being a band in Calgary. Yeah, okay. Um, the pros. I mean, great people in the scene. Lots of really talented people. Um, and I think also some, like lots of bands that have that have like done really well that mm-hmm. have come out of Calgary and I think that's been really inspiring for the people in Calgary to be like oh like it can have you know it's it possible. works it's possible <laughs> um and and it's also raised the bar I think too on the level of like the quality of the music too yeah it forces people to really like be better yeah. and I think that's good um and I think it's not too clicky either it's pretty there's lots of crossover between genres so it doesn't feel like it's super yeah as a dream pop band or something i could still play with a band that's like maybe like experimental noise like i don't you know what i mean there isn't too much like segmentation in the scene yeah and you know i think being whenever you're in a place that's like a bit more conservative maybe you're a bit smaller you it makes you work harder and be smarter and be more creative and find different pathways. And like you have, you know, you have to really, you have to defend the value of what you're doing even harder. And I think that makes, gives your music, um, a quality that you can't have in a place where there's, it's just easy to be in a band. And you know what I mean? I think that challenge kind of makes something interesting about what we do because it's not easy and it, you know, things that aren't easy are good, I think, in a way. Cool. The cons, I mean, they're con- the cons would be, I mean, uh, I mean, just the isolation. I mean, touring Canada is really hard yeah. because there's just, yeah, this, the space, just the vastness, the size of the country and the lack of sort of big, you know, markets to hit up, to yep. play shows in that are like, you know, anywhere more than 12 hour drives apart. Mm-hmm. That's pretty challenging and pretty expensive. Yeah, there's just nowhere to really tour that isn't a really far and expensive kind of endeavor. Um, yeah, and it sometimes feels like maybe there's a bit of a ceiling in Calgary. Like, I feel like a lot of people, and I mean, Edmonton has this kind of thing too, where a lot of people, they start here and like, there's a lot of amazing talent in these cities, but people tend to 
leave mm-hmm. because they sort of you start to recognize that there's kind of a limit in some ways because we're just a smaller place yeah so you know yeah right on Final question before we get into the rapid fire. Okay. I was wondering what we can expect from Crystallize in 2018. You can expect a new album. I mean, whether or not it's going to come out in 2018, I don't know. But we've been uh, writing a lot of songs. Um, we've got quite a bit written. That's been really fruitful over mm-hmm. this last year, uh, which is great. But I definitely want to take my time and, like, I'm not in a rush to record. I want to really be, like, super... Uh, happy with the songs yeah. and really have them finished and so I'm kind of taking my time in that sense but I am plotting that sort of looking forward to how that's going to go down and you know planning to work with Chris again so we're we're kind of start you know planting the seeds for that to happen yeah so it might be out in 2018 but I'm, I'm it's hard to say I don't want to say for sure it will be fair enough um, because I mean honestly most of ha- at least half the process is like actually figuring out you know how it's going to be released and on what label and mm-hmm. all of the you know all of those factors that's like almost the longest part like yeah. the actual recording usually goes pretty pretty quickly yeah. um so it's in the works so right on yeah well we'll look forward to that all right well that was it except for this this big questionnaire i got in front of me okay rapid fire mm-hmm. um we're just gonna get started what album sparked your love of music uh, i guess i usually say holes live through this i still remember the first time that i pressed play put that in and press play i think i just bought it i didn't even know what it was i would just back in those days i would just like go to like i think like sam sam the record man I yeah think. that sounds right and just like buy cds based like if i liked the cover and i just saw that cover and it was intriguing and I just like a girl who looked really feminine but had this like yeah I don't know it just, it just intrigued me you know and so I yeah I still remember like putting it in and just being like oh my god like I love how this sounds and just yeah being obsessive over it so that was a big a big one for me that's a good one I I think that record still holds up oh absolutely 100% yeah absolutely What's your current musical obsession? Uh, I've been pretty obsessed with car seat headrest. Nice. Um, yeah, I yeah Will Toledo. I love his lyrics. I love his like approach to music. I love I love all his influences. Sometimes he probably wears them a little on his sleeve, but like they're really good influences. Like mm-hmm. The Pixies, The Strokes, mm-hmm. uh, The Smiths. Um, I mean, I think he's a great songwriter, and he's definitely capturing something about, like, modern alienation. Um, and his melodies are great. His his energy, like, his dynamics. Yeah, anyway, that uh, Teens of Denial album has been, like, on constant. I know every word, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Burgers or pizza? Pizza, because I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe a veggie burger. Those veggie burgers, yeah. So, veggie burgers or veggie pizza? Ooh, it depends where it's from, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. How do you take your coffee? I like a little bit of milk. Best movie you've seen recently? Ooh. Um, oh, I just watched a horror movie. It was called It Follows. Ah. Uh, that was it was creepy. I, that just came to mind. It's the most recent movie I've seen, but yeah. I liked it. So nice. Yeah. 
What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? If I see like women really like reacting and loving it and like being inspired, that's the best feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the worst? Uh, my gear not working, something in the chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. How many pets do you have and what are their names? I don't have any pets. I wish I want one though. I would name them after Shakespearean characters. Nice. What's the strangest job you've ever had? Luckily, I have good jobs now, but at one time I had to do like promotional models type work and it was pretty, it was horrible. <laughs> like giving shots to like douchey guys at bar, like it was bad. But, yeah. You know, need money sometimes. Yeah. What's your favorite superhero? Ooh, probably, probably Batman. I don't know. I'm not a big superhero person though. Beatles or the Stones? Ooh, gosh, that's so hard. The Beatles, but I, that's, I don't, can't really choose, but I'll go with the Beatles. <laughs> What's your first car? Uh, 2001 Honda Odyssey. Thanks. Which I just, just got rid of, actually. <laughs> Had it for a long time. What's the best Canadian city to play? Uh, Montreal. What's the worst? <laughs> uh, Peterborough. <laughs> Sorry, Peterborough. <laughs> What's the weirdest request you've had from a fan? Usually like asking for my phone number or something like that. <laughs> oh. Really? You've had yeah, somebody just come happens. and do that? Yeah, that happens, yeah. Well, I guess that's some confidence. Yeah. Well, you gotta ask, <laughs> it's, I guess. It's something, I don't yeah. know. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Right now, it'd be like Donald Trump, probably in anything that he does or says, basically. Fair enough. <laughs> What's your favorite road trip album? Mm-hmm. Maybe Neil Young's Harvest. Ooh, good pick. Mm. If you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, or just have a hang if you'd prefer, who would it be? And uh, if you chose to imbibe, what substance would that be? Huh, that's a big... That, hmm, that's a tough question because I'd probably like to, I'd probably like to get wasted with, well, I don't know. He might be kind of a jerk. I was going to say John Lennon, but I could almost see him being kind of mean if he was really wasted. I don't know, but I'd like to, I, <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's, that's, who else would I want to hang out with? Um, I mean, maybe you should do some heroin with Kurt Cobain. That could be sweet. That could be sweet. <laughs> if you could fight any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? I don't, I really don't like Kim Mitchell, so maybe I'd like to punch him in the face, actually. Like, which Kim Mitchell? Because there's two of them now. There's the, there's like the folk Kim Mitchell from Australia that's always touring Canada, or the No, like Canadian. the crappy Can uh, CanCon guy, yeah. Nice. I'd punch him in the face. Nice. All right, I got one last question for you. If you just found out you were the last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? Huh, well, I'd probably be kind of sad, <laughs> frankly. Um, maybe I would, I don't know, like, help my, go to it. I don't know, there'd be nothing left to do. I'd probably just um, curl up in a, the fetal position and like, have a good cry. Have a good cry, yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for joining me on Cups and Cakes. Thanks for having me. And all the best in the future. Thank you so much. 
Alright, we're gonna leave all you fine people out there with the track already gone off of the female imagination. Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Crystal Eyes. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.